Live at Bar Canada inside the D Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. We're going to compete. We're going to have a team that's easy to root for. Diving on the floor, making plays for each other. Uh, get the Thomas and Matt crowd on their feet. We all know this town knows basketball. And, you know, they, they appreciate the hustle and the grit and the determination when those guys make those hustle and winning plays. We're going to work our tails off to get people back into the Thomas and Mac and, and play a style of basketball that, that the city will be proud of and that UNLV fans across the country will be proud of. Off the floor, Baker, Harper, elevates from deep. No! Rebound, Mark! And the Houston Cougars survive and advance! It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield. ESPN Las Vegas. Five o'clock hour, Bar Canada. We're here every Monday until the end of the NHL regular season. So come out, hang with us. They got beer specials on Coors Light and Heineken. You got a collector's cup that you can grab as well with a purchase of one of the draft beers. That's cool. And we got a ton of sports news coming down. We uh, kick things off here with three games going on right now in the NCAA tournament, and uh, one of the best games of the evening is coming up uh, at 6.40 as we'll be watching uh, Southern Cal and Kansas. I'll be here until 8 o'clock, so come on down, hang out, watch the tournament, watch the hockey, Big Five time. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. Are you seeing businesses incentivize or incentivizing getting the vaccine? You got it, right? Did. When's your second shot? Wednesday. Whoa. Good for you. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Ari, John Von Tobel, and myself all went last Thursday. We were Together? All, no, we were all at different locations. Well, actually, same location but different times. Ari was at a different location than Von Tobel and I. Adam Candy may or may not have already gotten it once or twice. I don't know. So the company's doing its part. Cofield, as I speak in third person, is doing his part. Jeff, nod, yet. Yeah. Might be an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> anti- I don't so, think so. Hasn't had the time. Yes, he's, he's hard he also, he also has been fighting a uh, snapped arm and wrist forever, so uh, I don't know what kind of drugs he's taking. Not those kind of drugs. The, the, the painkillers. Sure. Like, like the SO is just hopped up on painkillers, so we can't, we can't get her the shot yet. She got that snapped, she got that snapped ankle. Yeah, very soon. For sure. No, it's, I think, listen, I think that anything that we can do to encourage people to get vaccinated because there is still some vaccine hesitancy. And, I, you know, I understand it was it's a very fast process. I think people look and say, you know, this took this was a lot shorter than it was expected to happen. And um, they're worried. But I also think there's been a lot of testing. We're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of very, very encouraging reports about, you know, how few adverse effects there are and how strong the the. Um, the vaccine is, especially in terms of, you know, preventing se- severe illness. You know, not just the spread. The severe illness is really almost zero percent. So, uh, I think everybody should do it. And hopefully, businesses do step up. Krispy Kreme is stepping up. You get a free donut with the uh, vaccine card. Okay. It's not bad. It's not a shutout. No, it's but, great. You know, it's great. It's I mean, actually frankly, I think they've been incredibly generous with the the flurry shutouts. And the dozen donuts. There's been a lot of them. As I watch people walk in and not buy anything else or leave a tip. Oh, no. There's been a lot of them, for sure. Uh, yeah, the hope is, you know, you, you go get your free donut, but you also buy something else, which would be cool of you uh, to help the business out that's helping you. Uh, I was going to make a... I would, like a I would like a nice hot soup for free from somewhere. 
So you, you going to go, go get some free soup and then the donut for dessert? Yep. I was going to try to ruin this and make a comment about people doing something for their health and then doing something unhealthy on top of it to counter it up, but I won't do that. Those donuts are very healthy. Move on. <laughs> they do look like it. Number four. They're really delicious. I know that. How about the NCAA and its run this last week with the females in the uh, the uh, the, uh, the uh, women's basketball tournament? Good uh, optics. Good optics. Every day there's something. But but here's the thing that's great. We'll we'll tell you the story. The NCAA deserves every bit of it. Every bit of it. Of course they do. I mean, and did, did first of all, did anybody want to give the NCAA ever like credit for you know anything positive? They, they can't do anything right. It would be so easy to just have a bubble, have the same. Same amenities for both, the same food, same st- you know all the th- everything same. How how difficult would that be? Like it's just, it's not you wouldn't even give them credit for doing that. You would just say, oh yeah, of course that's what you're going to do. Right. And then instead they completely botch it. And how did they not think this was going to be a big deal and get out as publicly as it did? Uh, what weight room discrepancies, food spread discrepancies? Who knows? I don't know what kind of hotels are staying, and I, I would hope it, you know it would be the same level. As the men, we saw the WNBA. Remember the beginning of their bubble? They were staying like the Roach Motel. That was awful. I swear, the other day, Nancy Armour from USA Today pointed out that the women are actually being administered the less reliable COVID test as well. They're yeah. even cheaping out on the GDAM COVID test. It's so ridiculous. Spend the money. It's, it's just, it's insane. It's insane that that they botched this so badly. Like, even if you had said, "Hey, can you figure out a way to just..." completely ruin any good vibes anybody would have had about having the tournament can you figure that out nobody would have come up with this it's so stupid uh it's so short-sighted it's just everything it's a debacle for the ncaa but here, here's, on, on the hands of many of them here's the thing adam they've been getting away with it forever and now this is what i like about i know people are uncomfortable with change especially those who have been in power who weren't challenged in the past you don't want to hear from women and people of color i i get it okay I get it. You're weak. You want your power, right? But now that people have been empowered, you, you can't get away with like this kind of silly stuff. There are going to be female basketball players who are going to tweet this stuff out or go to social media in some form or fashion and go, this is ridiculous. You're going to get caught. Yeah. So just do the right thing. You would think so. But it's they, easy. They didn't even – they can't even get it right in the aftermath. Like I don't know if you saw when they posted like the – they, they got the weight room together. So the, the the women's side, they got the weight room going. And the NCAA, like, sent out a tweet from the NCAA account that was like, all right, here it is. Let's go. And the people were like, you don't get credit now. <laughs> you don't you can't take credit for doing this now. When you took so much criticism for it, all you did is right it or wrong. Like, this is not something that you can be proud of and say, hey, look what look what great things we're doing. It's ins- it's They were completely insane on this from the beginning uh and it, it was a it was a mess there was even things like when they when they put together like the plans for how many people you could have in a travel party they they wouldn't do things like uh make allowances for you know female coaches that might have kids or you know that might have to have them travel with them and then like having child care allowances like you couldn't have somebody in the bubble to be the child care person right like that wasn't part of part of the plan, and and then when there was complaints, it was like, well, what do you want us to do? Like, you you have to think about these things. You have to understand that there's there's these things that you have to take you know, into you, account. You know who doesn't think about these things? You and I. You yeah. know why? Because we don't have kids, and I, like I don't run female sports. Like you, you have to. 
because it's mostly guys like us who are running things. And I'll admit, like I try, but I miss things. I'm an old jackass. Sure, but, but the I, thing is, when you're called on it, don't fight. Just fix it and go. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then they had chance before. Like people were complaining about it, and they they were like, "Well, these are the rules." Like, but the, but then it, until it gets a until it gets a following on social media and it picks up steam, there's just nothing done and nothing addressed. It's ridiculous. Number three. I still like sports. Not me. Yeah, you do. I'm out. Yeah, you do. I can tell fired up again over uh, Michigan, and it's not a betting thing. It's you're from Ann Arbor. I, I don't even know what happened yesterday. I still don't. I don't want to talk about it. It's in the rundown. Someone forced forced it in there. I don't have control of this thing. Um, my bad. I I still like sports. I still get passionate about my teams, and especially those that have never really won or haven't won forever. Boy, Rutgers and Houston yesterday was just, that gutted me. That sucked. And every team that, you know, loses a tight game, man, I feel you. That that was terrible. They had, a, they had a nine-point lead with four minutes left. And I'm telling you, as the game was going along, that, that team has had their moments this year where they actually, at one point, they got off to a really quick start. They beat Illinois. They were like a number 11 team in the country. And then they, they faded. They were they kind of you know went back to the, the mean. But, I, like, I knew the upside was there to beat some good teams, and they were doing it. Like, they, they were handling a second-seeded team easily. And then the last four minutes, they just fell apart. And, you know, maybe part of it is that they faced some Big Ten teams that didn't have that spurt ability to come back. But they started to pull the ball out. They're trying to drain clock. They're running one-on-one sets. It's like, keep attacking and finish the G-damn game. And then just the way it ended, they, they missed on an alley-oop when there was like, they, they kind of felt like, hey, the game's over. We got an alley-oop here. They executed it perfectly. They missed an alley-oop. They had an out-of-bounds play where their big man got the ball, tried to, not an out-of-bounds play, a ball going out-of-bounds. The big man got it, tried to throw the ball down on a Houston player. You know, could have been a pretty easy play. He freaking missed them. Um, then they turned it over. Point guard, who's you know been there forever, he turns it over. It was just, it sucked. That just, it's, that just sucked. And you know what? Worst of all, the ESO is with me, and she doesn't usually watch games with me because she's like, "You're a lunatic. I hate you." Um, she's like, "Let's go watch the game, right?" So I go out, I watch the game. She like, it's going well. It's like eight minutes left. So she's like. She's like, I'm gonna start playing some New Jersey artist on the on the on the jukebox. And then they have the sound on. It was like, you know, a bunch of games were on. And she's like, let me play some some songs. She decides to load up Bon Jovi. And of all the songs, going down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> not the song. Not the song. Do you blame that? In a lot of ways, yes. I actually I have video, but I'm like, I can't post this. But it's like it's like on a turnover. Damn. I can't sing like Bon Jovi. I can't sing at all. But I'm like, what is happening here? Why did you play that song? It could have been about Houston. No. No, because it's it's one of my teams, so it's fitting. Down in a blaze of glory. It was just just horrendous. How optimistic were you going into the game? Somewhat. And I'm usually not. I I didn't I didn't think the I didn't think Houston was that good. And then when I watched, they played they've kind of played right into their hands. They played a lot of one on one basketball. But in the end, they got, a, they got a ton of rebounds, and Quentin Grimes is better than anyone on either team. He's a professional player. He was going to go to Kansas. He transferred to Kelvin Sampson's program. So I, like, I, I know what I'm looking at here. 
because and here's you know the other worst part of it is like a Sweet 16 birth, you get a nice week here for your college basketball program, just like UNLV did years ago. You know, Kevin Kruger's team. By the way, we're getting to Kevin Kruger on the hire at UNLV in just a couple minutes, but that 06, 07 team. Um, like you get a whole week for the for your program to get some good pub. You know, it's a big week. Sure. And I know who's going to be in the final four. Syracuse is going to be in the final four. <laughs> it's like evil always wins. It's already determined. Bayheim is just an absolute schnook. And, uh, you know, and all these Syracuse alums who do radio and TV, they're just annoying as hell. But they're going to be the team. Now the bracket's all cleared out. You got whatever it is, a 2, 11, a 12, and a 15, or I don't know. Well, I hope you're wrong. I hope I, hope I, hope I am, too. I could not believe the, the line on the Rutgers-Houston game. Way too big? Way too big. I was yeah. on that yesterday. Actually, uh, Congrats, you got the cover. Advance and last and I, you know what, I think it was I mean, nice. I mean, I do this all the time. I did. I bet when they were up, whatever, probably seven, I bet Houston plus three and a half. So, yay, I won my bet. <laughs> but I was like, you know me. I'm like, if I'm going to lose a game and be the freaking gutted, I'm going to win money on it. I wasn't rooting for it. I bet Clemson the game before, too. Sure. Did you bet it during the game? I bet it plus four and a half. There you go. I got very nice. lucky. It was a four-point nice. game. Nice. I didn't Perfect. want to win. I, yeah. 2 and 0 ATS. Yeah. Like, no. It sucked. Yeah, people and, don't really and, go and for he, that. You know, I knew how much, uh, how bad the game was because I got no text mocking on me. Like, oh, I yeah. think most people, you guys dislike me to a certain extent, and we'll, you know, we all mocking each other for our team's losing. I, I, did, I got nothing. I usually don't do that. I, do, I think sports is too too serious. It, it, you say that all I'll the time. mock on you for like losing a family member or something. I would never. Something. I would never mock on some not, team Something losing. not so serious as losing yeah. a game. Yeah, that's 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 where I reserve my yeah. my uh, derision for. And you know the other thing I knew is that there were there were a lot of Rutgers fans who were like, oh, I guess the Big Ten needs us now. I'm like, win the game first before you mock on the Big Ten. That's Maryland carrying the torch for the Big Ten. Yeah. Oh, I guess they need Rutgers. And that was all day yesterday. I guess they guess they need Rutgers and Maryland now, huh? They don't, okay? They don't. They're, they're still not giving both schools all the money, so they don't. They're not, going to, they're not going to boot them. For both schools, I think this is evidence that they can be pretty decent programs and they're going to be a value to the Big Ten. Thanks for your, uh, your double share of the, the money without taking the fair share out of it. We appreciate that as a conference. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take yeah. it. I think Rutgers like last it. year, the conference, each team in the conference got $55 million. Rutgers got 28. As so, it should be. No, it shouldn't be. When do they get fully vetted? It's vested. You know what? It's, it's, like, it's very confusing. It's either know. it's 2023 or 2027. It's like originally it was a five-year deal uh, before they got the money, which, again, like people don't know that. And when they mock on these teams joining a conference and they're like, dude, school sucks. They don't bring anything. Yeah, they're, they're limping in. You're killing them coming in. Yeah, they're hamstrung. And then you – Just a bit. You want them to compete, but yet you don't give them the resources to compete as a conference, which is great. It was a good deal for the conference, bad deal for Rutgers and Maryland, but eventually uh, you you'll really, get there. Eventually it's a good deal. Yeah, you, you'll you get, get there. You get $55 million, you know, Seton Hall and Jury are $8 million, okay, in New Jersey. Well, yeah, even the 29 is a lot more than they would have got anywhere else. It's all, it is a lot more. So that's top, nice. top two stories. Number two. So have you got any information about uh, the Kruger hire that anyone else was seriously considered? No, I mean, I know that there was candidates. I know there were some interviews. Um, this happened really quickly, which I'm, I'm thrilled with. I think that was a big key here. Uh, you know, I think casuals may look at the UNLV roster and go, they didn't win. There's nothing there. There are players there. And what you don't want is to be in the situation, again, that Marvin Menzies was in. And Otzelberger kind of put himself in by pushing a lot of guys out. You, you got to have five or six guys to freaking build around. Yeah, and I think this that's part of fresh, this can't be a fresh start for Kevin Kruger. And that's part of why you bring somebody that's already on the staff for some continuity to that already has a relationship with all those guys you're trying to bring in that already has probably a relationship with guys that are going to be in the transfer. You're talking to 
uh, DeMarlo Slocum when Otz and Slocum and Buckley and Kruger took over. We were, we're like peppering Slocum with questions about Juicin, and he's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of rough. You know, it's like, yeah, it, we don't know. I mean, we're in contact, but you just, you don't know. Yeah. Like, Juicin was not one of their guys. So yeah, for you, sure. you, you had to really re recruit him. Uh, these guys, have, they've been around most of these guys for at least a year, if not two and three, like Bryce Hamilton. For sure. And so that, that will help. Although, I think Hamilton is, you it's know, be tough. probably more likely than not to leave, probably go to a Pac 12 school. Uh, but you, you know, you have your best chance of, of keeping him by keeping keeping it uh, with somebody in the program already that already has that relationship, and uh, we'll see if they're able to uh, to make that happen. But also get a quick start on the transfer portal. We we heard already, you know, uh, Steve Henson just said to us, "There's like almost 700 guys in the transfer portal already from around the nation. Uh, there's going to be a lot more coming up, so you might as well get a quick start on that and start building those relationships and trying to trying to bring those guys in." There's there's a lot of work to be done, and it helps uh, to already have a familiarity with a lot of what's going on in the program. Number one. So Kevin Kruger is the head coach. They move him over from assistant. If you're new to the market, maybe you don't know his dad, Lon Kruger. He's a coach at Oklahoma. He was a coach at UNLV and had a hell of a run. So basic questions on Kevin, because a lot of people were asking for giganto names out there. One, is he ready? Two, can he recruit? Because those are the most important things, X's and O's and recruiting. Yeah, I think, you know, from an X's and O's standpoint, um, I think that, you know, he's been around the game a long time. He's been around a lot of coaching staffs. Um, he's a guy that, you know, knows what he's doing as a coach. Uh, so I think that all those things will, will definitely help out. Uh, as a recruiter... It, the question remains. I mean, he's done it. He's been a part of a lot of, um, a lot of you know efforts to uh, to be a re- you know to to go get guys. He's been on staffs that have gone and got guys. He's gone. You know, he's been a part of that for. By the a while. way, he was a transfer, like one of the first senior transfers, uh, and was part of that Sweet Sixteen run that took out Wisconsin. Sure. And Bo Ryan acted like a baby and was like, oh. "I don't like this rule." Yeah. Matt, Matt, what what do you think Bo Ryan thinks now? Yeah, about the transfer portal with like over a thousand players after the season. Yeah, well, and also Bo, Bo Ryan had no problem with Russell Wilson doing that to Wisconsin as a football player, and you know loved uh, talking about that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that I think that that Kevin Kruger can recruit. I think it's going to be a process of kind of learning as a head coach. It's a little different than as an assistant coach, but I think he can. But that will be the that will be the first question: Can he get that done? Because I think. From an X's nose perspective, you would think that he's pretty pretty ready. There's just those little things when you're running a program. I think it's more so than those things. It's learning how to manage personalities from a different seat, and that is big. Like when you're an assistant coach, you're much more you kind of, I think, more more friend, confidant, that sort of thing. Head coach is a different role. It's a different relationship that you have. So you have to you have to kind of learn from that perspective. Um, you have to learn how to you know do things like, you know, let's just say somebody else that was a, you know, a first-time head coach coming in who was a great recruiter, and I still think had decent, you know, was decent at X's nose and could have been a very good coach. Had to learn how to balance. I don't know your assistant coaches having power struggles of who was yeah. in charge and who who dealt those things and figuring out how as a head coach do you manage the assistant coaches? How do you manage parents who are demanding of certain things of saying? Hey, I know you're playing my kid at the two. His pro future is at the one. You need to play him at the one. 
and then you try to do everything for that kid to try to, you know, to, to try to make their 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 parents happy and make them happy so they don't Damn. transfer. Like going, those sorts go, of going things. back in the going to the wayback machine with uh, Heath Troyer and uh, Kate Reinhardt. Sure, but what I'm saying is, those are the kind of things that are that really have to be answered as a head coach, right? Like, and we don't and we don't know, and you don't know. And you you would think that you know he obviously has his dad to lean on, and he's got he's been around some really really good coaches during his time as assistant. So I think he can handle those things. But those are the big things that you that will determine if you're successful or not. And having the time to figure out those things will determine whether you're successful or not. So that's really the questions that have to be answered about Kevin Kruger. And I think most people that have been around him and and you know worked with him and observed him. Feel like he's ready to do that and, and will be good at it. Second half has started with Michigan and LSU. It's 45-44. Michigan is on top, the one seed against the eight seed in the East Region. We'll play some of the press conference sound from both uh, Desiree Reed, Francois, and Kevin Kruger coming up. The Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Have something to say? Tweet at Steve Cofield or call 702-364-1100 now. Heim an NBA three and it's good. Bayheim said, forget about that. Two threes in a row. The inbound to Buddy Bayheim and the celebration is on for the Orange. They've advanced to the Sweet 16 with a hard-fought 75-72 win over the West Virginia Mountaineers. Hanging at Bar Canada inside the D. It's Cofield and Company. And not all the good guys are going to win. Beheim moves on with his uh, his kid buddy. Funny that we had Anthony Lyman, who went to Syracuse, uh, Cleveland radio star, and he was joking that you know people turning on the TV are like, wait, that's Beheim's kid. <laughs> he had a he had a second burst of energy. Be- Beheim did. Yeah, where he's buddy, pump, where he's pumping out kids. So it's his it's his great grandson. The kid's good. He's a good shooter. It's not his great grandson. It's his son. He's a really good shooter. It's his son. Syracuse. Happy story, right? That zone. It is, it is a pain in the rear end. It really is. You watch and you're like, just throw to the middle of the floor. Yeah, it's tough. They're so they're so long. But they're long that's everywhere. What, that's what the key is. Yeah. And, and and when you when it's tricky because depending on who's in the middle of the floor, I almost think you're better off having like a six seven, you know, four who can face rather than use your center because um, oftentimes in the game over the weekend it was a center catching the ball. In the middle, and he just he couldn't. West Virginia center couldn't react quickly enough, and he's a really good player. Culver's a good player, but he didn't he didn't move quick. Like you can't stand there and just you know start shaking the ball around because they're going to close in on you. It's got to be quick. It's either down to the other big guy or get it to the corners. Yeah, and and I think San Diego State was using like Matt Mitchell for a stretch, which which should work, but it, it did that, but that didn't. They couldn't get it to him. Like he was there, you could, they could not get That's it. That's the other thing is the, the, the entry pass to yeah. the middle. It ain't that easy because he's always going to have six seven dudes. Up top, at least one. It's, so it's it's a good it's a good junk defense, and when you don't face it, you know you can fall prey to it. Yeah, and, and in the tournament, even if you have even if San Diego State, you had a couple extra days to prepare. It's not easy to get out there, and it's not easy to it's not easy to simulate it in a practice for one thing. Um, and then when you're you know when you're a second day, you're a second game of the weekend opponent, and you only have basically thirty six hours to prepare. Good luck, and these are not teams that see it like in the in, during the season. You're playing a lot of conference opponents that see it every single year, and they're ready for it. Now you're, you know, you haven't seen it a whole lot, and it's really, really tough. That was quick. That was quick. UNLV search very quick. Kevin Kruger is the head coach. Lon Kruger's son. There were a lot of names out there. Uh, I had compiled a list of 65 names based on everyone 
reacting on the internet and other media accounts and people frankly calling into newspaper and radio and internet people wanting their name in the mix so it appears it was a short list I know uh, you mentioned earlier there were some conversations some interesting names you know may have been involved at least in some conversation but it looks like Kevin Kruger was the target here's uh, Desiree Reed Francois doing the introduction today of uh, Kevin Kruger as a new UNLV head coach all right so from the beginning we sought a coach of character who had demonstrated true caring for student athletes. We sought a coach who understood basketball at the highest levels and who could lead our team to conference titles and deep runs in the NCAA tournament. We sought a coach who could recruit young men of high character and academic dreams. We sought a coach who is a determined leader to build on our foundation, and we sought a coach who believed in culture, shared our university values, and who would make Las Vegas a long-term coach. We found that coach. Having watched Kevin Kruger up close for the last few years, I am confident that he embodies what we need right now for running Mount Rebel basketball. He cares about our student athletes. He wants to help them achieve their hopes and their dreams. His integrity, self-awareness, steady and consistent leadership, character and determination, coupled with the love for this university, this city, this state, it's unparalleled. He has been preparing for this job his entire life, and he absolutely will win the right way. Since this is his day, I won't take time to go, go through his resume as a player and as a coach. And many in our community already know Kevin. They know his story very well. Kevin is what we need, and we are fortunate that he is ours. Please join me in welcoming the head coach of UNLV Running Rebels, Kevin Kruger. All right, there you go. There you go. Uh, big emphasis on uh, this is where he wants to be. He loves Vegas. This is where he wants to be. I wonder if DRF behind the scenes ever lets loose and she's like, that mother with TJ. Um, no. You don't I, think? I don't think so. You wouldn't? No. You guys are all still buying into this. Like, oh, it's his dream job. What are you going to do? Well, don't come here. I mean, I don't, I don't really understand that a lot. Like, he took the job when, you know, Steve Prom had won 23 games. And looked like he was going to be a long-term success. I love that we go round and round on this every couple of years. You never leave your job. Why don't you apply your own standards of loyalty to other people? Las Vegas is my my dream spot. I've been offered jobs in other places that were you know would people would consider a step up. If you don't want to stay in Vegas, don't come here. But I I want that goes for everyone. But if I if I had moved somewhere else to not take a listeners. job, not the listeners. If I had, if I had moved somewhere else to take a job, I would always be looking for a job in Las Vegas, because Las Vegas is where I want to live. I don't ever want to leave here. Well, good. Then I'm, they got it right this time. They got it right this time. If you win, if he wins, sure. Yep. Yeah. He wants to be here. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any question about that. By the way, his contract details are out. Kevin Kruger, five-year deal, just under four million dollars. He'll start making. Uh, seven fifty a year. It's in line with uh, what New Mexico is paying Richard Patino, and I will guarantee you, uh, second or third year, if they're in the NCAA tournament, there'll be a raise. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no question. They will, they will fight to retain him. I still don't know what the deal was with me. If there was a late extension offered to T.J. Altsberger, that one seems preposterous to me. It, w- it, I don't get if, it. If you're, if you're, if you are indeed cool with, well, it's his dream job, then you don't try to keep him for money. Because eventually it's not going to matter. He's, he's going to leave. Right. Yeah. And and I, I think if you, I mean, I don't know, if you're trying to make it so that you are exploring all possibilities and, and exhausting all options to make sure he stays around, I guess. But it, it just doesn't, it didn't add up. We'll hear from you guys, 364-1100. If you want to chime in, 364-1100, your reaction. There, there are some people out there who are like, hey, we wanted a big-name coach. This doesn't move the needle. I don't like it. You know, what about Stacey Ogman? If you like it, call in. If you don't like it, call in, 364-1100. And we'll also hear from uh, Kevin Kruger uh, during his portion of the press conference. The phones are always open on Cofield and Company. Call 702-364-1100 now. And how about this one? At Bankers Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, 2018's Cinderella just got a repeat invite to the Sweet 16. The Loyola Chicago Ramblers have upset the number one seed, Illinois, 71-58. You're listening to Cofield and Company, live at Bar Canada Inside the D. That was a shocker. Loyola, again, bringing the madness to the NCAA tournament. The call there from Kevin Kugler and CBS. Porter Moser, the uh, Loyola Chicago coach, should have some offers, should he not? He should. How long is Indiana going to wait before like, taking him seriously? Maybe they are already, but... Well, they... They lost out on Thad Mata, their first choice, who they agreed to a deal with. That was an erroneous report today with Thad Mata. We've been in that (laughs) realm before. We've been there. We've been there. But, yeah, Illinois is out. Coach Brad, that must have been heartbreaking. You love Brad Underwood. My brackets love Brad Underwood. Sucks for them, too, because um, I think while there's some squads that have been upset, but they'll get a lot of their seniors back. This was a free year of eligibility. Um, I don't think Desumu can come back. You know, I think yeah. he's at the he's at his height right now. He's gonna get he'll be a first round pick. Can't come back. I don't know what Kofi Coburn's thinking, but we'll see. So, not that they're gonna be the cupboard's not bare. They have they have no. some good players, and Curbelo's a future star. And Coach Brad makes anybody better. Fifty eight right now, Michigan and LSU. Battle of runs. 3-0 for Michigan, back with a 7-0 for LSU, and now that ended, ended. It's a good, good game. 364-1100, getting your reaction on the Kevin Kruger hire, 364-1100. You happy? You like that? There's going to be some continuity here, a chance to uh, you know, bring back most of the team if they want to come back. You know, you wait two weeks, another coach comes in from the outside. Who knows who's left, right? Otzerberger sort of faced that. He pushed some guys out, couldn't retain other guys. Menzies certainly faced that when he came in. It was a disaster in terms of the roster. Or are you of the mind that, hey, you know what? What is this? This guy's been a head coach before. It's not that kind of job. Should have got a big name. 364-1100. All right, let's go out to our first caller. What's up, buddy? Hello? Hey, what's up? Hello, can you hear me? We got you. Uh, I, I'm calling just to, just to ask you a question yep. because I, I'm confused. It, 
it seems as though you UNLV doesn't know what they want as far as uh, their basketball athletic department, and it's like <clears throat> it's like they need to come to grips with letting go of the past and looking forward to the future and. When you look forward to the future and try to build towards the future, you have to start from the bottom. Kruger is a great hire and everything like that, but as soon as he gets his program up and running, he is out, yo. He's out. Yeah, can't guarantee it. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen five years from now. Who knows? Lon could walk away at Oklahoma, and Oklahoma could could turn their sights on Las Vegas again and steal him away. I don't know. I get the sense that he, you know, he's here for. Uh, I don't think he's. It's a two-year pit stop. I don't know. You never know. But I think he's going to be invested in it for at least four or five years, hopefully get him to a good winning level where they're you know, consistently in the top three in the conference and making NCAA tournaments again. But there's risk. There are risks with anyone. Yes, 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 there are. But then again, it's uh, with a few programs. And we, our program was like that for a short period of time with, uh, with Rice, Massimino, of course, Tarkanian. And uh, and the guy in the middle, the young guy, I can't remember his name, but he's from the East Coast, and he had a long stay here too. It's just that you have to. I think I think my point is this: you have to give guys time. They should have gave Rice more time, Menzies more time, and now Kruger's in the mix, and uh, and he'll have his contract and honor it, and he'll build a program. But you got to give these guys time. You can't expect uh, uh, a wish. You know, in a year or two, right now. I agree. I agree. Thanks for the call, buddy. All right, you got it. Yeah, I, I think I think this like he was kind of all over the place there, and and when he said they don't know what they want, no, Desiree Reed Francois knows exactly what she wants, and Kevin Kruger in a lot of ways fits the same mold as Altsberger. There are differences, but in terms of you know the character. The hey, they haven't been at 17 stops. They've not been connected to any sort of cheating and scandal. That was going to be the same standard as it was before they hired Altsberger. It was going to apply to Kruger as well. Yeah, I mean, definitely. That is that's where they are, and I think if if you're saying hey, in in five years, Kevin Kruger will have done such a good job that there's going to be places offering him, you know, four or five million dollars a season. Yeah, that's possible. Well, yeah, that's well, a good let's problem all, to have. Let's also say the problem has been offering $2.2 million a season. So sure. so if you get to the four-year mark and the guy is you know, doing really well, then this time around you got to pony up. And by the way, this conversation is ridiculous. Win first. Right, of course. We always do. Like Everyone here is always worried about where the next stop is for the next coach. Uh, you know, Otzerberger just did it to him, and Kruger, Lon Kruger did it to him in the past. In between that, they, they were like, you know, they fired Rice and they fired Menzies. So this like stepping stone thing, relax. I know it's fresh. I know it's the wound is open right now. With uh, Altsberger going bye bye to Iowa State, I, I worry about building the program and winning and winning in this conference and getting to the tournament. Uh, Rick is up next on Cofield and Company. Hey Rick. Hey man, what's happening? First off, um, I just wanted to say that uh, I just took my team to uh, championship uh, AAU team, and yeah. had I known that the job was open, I would have applied because I think I'm just as qualified as uh, as uh, Kruger is. Uh, I just don't understand what UNLV is really trying to do. First off, they should have never got rid of Menzies. That's number one. Why would you get rid of a guy who actually had a winning season? 
you know, and then you're going to get rid of him and then bring in uh, Dave Rice or whoever else, man. And this is just ridiculous, man. I'm, I'm very disappointed at UNLV right now because they really they, they really don't know what they're doing. They should have even tried to pursue Patino. I just don't understand what UNLV is doing. All right, we'll answer that. Do you understand what they're doing, Adam? Yeah, they're trying to find a coach that's going to win and that wants to run the program, and they think that can do it. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, and for Rick to call her, Patino's buyout was $10 million the next couple of years. I don't think anyone wants to pony up $10 million. Desiree Reed Francois is the boss. She doesn't want to be working with a guy like Patino. And there's lots of other coaches she doesn't want to work with. She has a certain style of coach that she likes. She was put in charge. That's who she's going to hire. Yeah, there wasn't going to be anybody attached to any scandals, either recently or in the you know in the past, or that may still come up and may still be uh, you know uh, disciplined. Uh, that wasn't going to happen. And, and in the Patino case, he not only had that, but also the ten million dollar buyout to deal with. And yeah, he would be successful. Like, there's no question in my mind he would come here and have a really really successful program. That's not who they were going to hire. And again, it's also the, there's also the key of the ten million dollar. It was going to cost $10 million before he even paid his salary. So that was disqualified from the beginning for UNLV. His, his past transgressions have disqualified him. Sure. But you're right. It. The $10 million made it almost impossible unless someone was going to step up, and I'm still not sure that that would have been enough. You know, if, if the boss isn't copacetic with it, if the president isn't cool with it, then that person's not getting hired. 364-1100, More of your calls on the way back. A little Kevin Kruger sound, and we'll get you set up for the Golden Knights game tonight against the Blues at 7. The Cofield and Company crew is back tonight at 1030. It's John Von Tobel and Adam Hill with their Smarter Than You podcast. Watch at Steve Cofield on Twitter or on YouTube. New coach at UNLV, Kevin Kruger, 364-1100. Matthew is in with Steve and Adam. Matthew. Yeah, thanks for taking the call, guys. Listen for years, never called before. I just wanted to say I think it's a good hire. It has some continuity now. I don't know much about him, but he seems like a young guy with a uh, young family in town here, so maybe he'll have a, a connection and, and stick around for a little bit. I was watching the uh, games this weekend, and you realize all these coaches had to get their start somewhere, so he's got the name recognition, and uh, I'm okay with it. I don't think there was an appetite to hire a consultant firm and go with the big national search spend all that money like we did last time so i think it's a good hire we'll see where it goes from here but like you guys said he's got to win all right matthew appreciate it man thanks for calling in yeah i uh the the i think the handwriting was on the wall that this was not going to be some large group of coaches being vetted right that they would talk to a few people but that kevin Kruger was in a lead spot and i do i think it's a lesson learned that you, you can't have these things go on for weeks because then your roster can fall apart it's just too fragile. Yeah. And and the, I, to me, the most important thing, I hope this, this lesson's learned that, yeah, you, one, you want someone who wants to be here, but two, someone who's already seen what it's like when the TNM is full of fans, but also knows it ain't that easy to accomplish that. Yeah, for sure. And, and the- like you don't just walk, because I, I really feel like in some ways, Otts, and he got screwed by the, by the pandemic, but in some ways, Otts and, and Menzies, too, were like, hey, it's UNLV. Of course we're going to get fans. Like, dudes, you don't know what you're walking into. Like, this thing is down right now. There's new competition with Major League Sports. You know, there's a lot of lot of bitter feelings. I mean, even it's freaking five years later. And there's still a lot of bitter feelings about the way the, you know, the Rice era kind of ended there. 
Yeah, and I think the you know we can all say if it's a good hire or a bad hire and have our opinions and our judgment. And I would 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 have rather seen this guy or why didn't this guy get a chance? I would have hired this guy. All those are fine and it's fun to do. Bottom line is we won't know if it's a good hire for like three or four years nope. and see how it works out. I mean, the first signs are coming up. How many of these guys can they retain? And then how quickly do they get into the transfer portal? And also the the two freshmen they do have two incoming freshmen they have committed. They got They got to make sure they come, especially Arthur Kaluma. Real quick, let's play uh, Kruger 7 here as he was asked a question about uh, Otz's approach and the staff's approach of making sure that you continue to recruit and land players from Vegas. Las Vegas, it'll be important to us. It's become one of the greatest sports cities, not just basketball cities, in the country. You know, the addition of professional teams, Allegiant Stadium being built, the Golden Knights doing what they're doing, the amount of people that are moving here bringing their families has, has raised the level of competition in the city pretty quickly. Um, so we will absolutely make it a focus to, to show the, not just the players, but again, the community that this is their team. Hopefully by the way we do things and the way we go about our life and the way we coach and play, uh, the young people of Las Vegas will want to grow up and be rebels. Um, I think that that's, that will be vital going forward. Yep. Uh, hopefully they have both of the Gilbert brothers here. Um, the younger one is a three-star commit. So That'll be a good thing. Uh, that Yap stays around. Certainly you want Blake and Tillis to stay around, and we'll see what happens with guys like David Jenkins and Caleb Grill and, and most importantly, Bryce Hamilton. I hope Moses Wood stays around. I wonder what Caleb Grill is thinking. Like, yeah, I'm going to follow you again. Like, <laughs> like, why would he? Back to Iowa State. Why, why, why would he, though, right? Yeah, unless he's you know that tight with him and that close with him and okay. he wants to play for him that much. And if he liked his time in, at Iowa State, who knows? Quick primer for the game tonight. So what are we looking at? Golden Knights. Uh, Pete DeBoer hinted there may be some changes tonight. He said that they, you know, they, they need some fresh legs. Uh, they've had a really grueling schedule. It's only going to get worse. So the second half of back-to-back might go a little bit. Uh, some of the younger guys, but there's not a whole lot of options there. So uh, I don't think there'll be a lot of changes necessarily to see if they're, uh, they can bounce back from kind of a sluggish day. Come watch the Golden Knights NCAA action here at Bar Canada inside the D. Drink specials galore.